Listen, let's stand together. We're going to learn to walk in the Spirit this morning. And um, I want us to look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 24. Galatians chapter 5, in this new year, we're learning to uh, push things off, learning to kind of figure out some things, to focus uh, our attention upon the Word of God, focus our attention upon uh, the correct behavior, becoming who God wants Pine Island to become. So he says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Let me ask you a question in here real quick before we keep reading. How many of you struggle with doing the right thing all the time? Yeah. And, and we know this. We, we know that struggle. We know it. So he says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murderers, or excuse me, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Father, we ask this morning for wisdom as we look into your word. We ask, Father, that you uh, show us that this is a, a process that we're to be active in. Uh, God, this is not just something that we come in, we get baptized, and then we get to live like we want. Father, instead, we surrender to you. We understand that there needs to be a change to who we are, and that can only happen by the Spirit of God. So, Father, teach us to not only rely upon the Spirit to save us, but to rely upon the, the Spirit, Father, to teach us how to walk. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Throughout my Christian life, there have been times where I'm telling you there was such a, a burden on me. I was headed in a direction, and it's as though God said, you're not going that way. And, and I began to push harder because that's the direction that I wanted to go. And, and so I kept pushing, and, and the Spirit of God kept saying to me, that's not the direction that you need to go. And I kept saying, no, but that's the direction that I want to go. And, and what really is happening at that point it is a battle between the flesh and the spirit, and it's something that we in this room need to recognize, especially in the, the, the years that we have ahead of us. We are going to see the, the word of God uh, basically changed into where it is something that is evil. It is something that is, that is not accepted. It won't be accepted any longer because it is not accepting of all types of walks of life. And when we begin to follow the, the word of God and we're led by the spirit, what's going to happen, we will begin to see that what is accepted in the world and what even is accepted in the churches is not accepted in the Bible. And we have a choice at that point to either give into the flesh and say, you know what, I'm sorry, but there's parts of the Bible I agree with and there's parts of the, Bibles I, the Bible that I don't agree with. And if that's your stance, then you cannot be saved. Did you hear what I just said? 
You cannot have a little bit of God and a little bit of the world and say, that's my religion. You either walk in the spirit of God, you walk by the spirit of God, you're filled with the spirit of God, or you are not in the spirit of God. But what is happening in our churches today, churches are saying, listen, that's really not what that meant that years ago that was misinterpreted. Or, you know what, that was good for them back then, but we have changed. We may have changed, but God's word has not. And that is why walking by the spirit is so important. Being led by the spirit. No matter what you think, what you want the Bible to say, it says what it says, whether you like it or not. That's the way it works. So we then must be people who walk in the Spirit. He says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The idea here is to walk. It is something that we are actively doing. It is, it is this idea to make one's way, progress to make due use of opportunities. In Hebrews... Is to live, uh, to regulate one's life, to conduct oneself. This is the idea of walking here. This is the idea of moving forward. Lord, I don't want to just be baptized and then never take another step forward. Like that's not salvation. And, 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 and parents, listen to me. Quit telling your kids that they need to be baptized. They don't need to be baptized. They need to be saved. And then when they're saved, baptism comes next. But we confuse our children when we tell them, you need to be baptized. They don't understand the concept. They've got to be saved first. What do we got to save them from? Well, the Bible says we have to be saved from our sin. All baptism is supposed to be is an outward stance. I am proclaiming that I am following Christ in death and raised to walk in newness of life. That is what baptism is. Salvation is you being saved from your own sin. You see, we're so sorry that we have to be saved from ourselves. Anybody in here ever, you know, ever lied? That's been us, right? We've lied. We've stolen. We've cheated. We've talked bad about others. We've lusted. All that list of stuff that he mentioned here a while ago. Let me read it again. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. These are all the things that he says were beforehand. These are the things that you did before you began your walk with God. And your walk with God did not start at baptism. Your walk with God started whenever you realized you were eternally damned. And lost. We walk. We progress. We make use of the opportunities. God's word begins to deal with our heart. Begins to fight against the flesh. And as we listen to God's word. And we're led by the spirit. We take steps forward. We're learning. We're growing. We're moving forward. And and what is happening is that walk with God. Is progressing us in our maturity with where we want to be in Christ. Anybody in here made it yet? I mean, Sam is so old that he actually knew George Washington. <laughs> Y'all saw the pic, right? You saw it. And yet Sam hasn't made it yet. Sam's 74 years old. Looking for more. Looking for more. Lord help us. Sam is somebody who I love and I look up to. 
and somebody that I respect in ministry. But Sam and I both know that we still struggle in life. My goal here is that as I'm walking, as I'm progressing, as I'm moving, I'm listening to the Spirit of God. I'm paying attention to the Spirit. There's that battle that goes within, but I need to listen to the Spirit. I need to listen to what the Word of God says, and I need to adjust my walk according to what the Spirit says. And the Spirit will always agree with the Word, and the Word will always agree with the Spirit. I have Christians tell me all the time, and I, 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 they say things like this. I know what the Bible says, but I really feel like God is telling me to do this. Folks, God will never contradict himself. He will never go against his word. I have young couples come to me. One supposedly a Christian and one is not. And the Christian says, but I really feel like God is calling me to this person. I look at them and I say, well, so you're telling me that you just throw out about the unequally yoked? You just chunk that out altogether? That doesn't mean anything. I can't marry you because you're entering into something that is not right. You are unequally yoked. Well, you're just judging us. No, I just read the Bible. I'm telling you what the Bible says. I'm trying to teach you to walk by the Spirit. You don't need someone in your life. How many of you in this room, you married somebody who was lost. You were the believer. Now that they're saved, you praise God. But those first few years were rough. And what would you tell those younger people? Don't do anything unequally yoked. It doesn't work. We have to learn to walk by the Spirit. Progress. Move forward. Do, uh, make due use of the opportunities. Regulate one's life. Conduct oneself. Walking in the Spirit. Changing who we are. These are the things that God has called us to do. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are the things that you and I should be walking in. When someone looks at the believer's life, they ought to recognize, hey, look at that person's walk. We see in them love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Anybody in here deal? You, you, you You really don't deal well with long-suffering? How many of you look at people and you say, you need to get over that? You just, you just need to get over that. There's a part of us that has to learn to be long-suffering. Kindness. Oh, that's, a th- that's, a, that's something that's been lost within the church. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Youth, let me, let me share this with you. As you grow in your faith, something as simple as this, something that, that's listening to, to the Spirit of God, something very simple. When you see an elder coming towards the door of the church, what's the first thing you ought to do? You ought to go and grab that door and open that door for them. That's showing honor to your elder. That's showing respect to those who are older than you. Being led by the Spirit is changing who you are. You say, well, nobody else in our life, nobody else in my my peer group does that. doesn't matter. You're the born-again believer. You're the person who is being led by the Spirit. Therefore, we ought to be what? Different. We ought to be different. Led, walking, taking steps, showing people what love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Self-control. That's the one we all promised on January the 1st we would work on, right? Who in here said that on January the 1st they were going on a diet? Just raise your hand if you said you were going on a diet. Now, don't be ashamed of it. Mother, seriously, you people, oh, 
Y'all are all so skinny, it hurts. That's what it is. That's what it is. January 1st, you ever tried that self-control thing? And January 1st, it starts. My wife will tell you, I always say that Monday's coming and next Monday's when I'm going to start. And then next Monday comes, my wife says, next Monday again, right? Self-control, it's that thing that we struggle with. The if I'm led by the Spirit, my desire is self-control. If I'm led by the Spirit, I, I have to learn to push things out of the way, get the things that are bothering me, get the things that get my attention out of the, out of the way so that I can focus upon my self-control, my walk. You see, as a believer, you don't just get baptized. You change who you are by the Spirit of God. Folks, things should be different in your life. You've heard me say this for 17 years I've been at this church, and I've said the same thing for 17 years. Don't tell me you're saved, and yet nothing has changed. Your walk should be something that is progression. It is an activity, and you are active in it. Romans 6, 4 says, therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. We were buried with him. We recognized that we needed to die. We recognized that the person that we were was no good. So we were buried. We were buried in death. We decided enough with the old life, enough with the old. It says we were buried with him through baptism into death. I'm dying to the old self. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, how many of us need a resurrection life? How many of us need to change? We need new life. That's walking by the Spirit. And so we also should walk in newness of life. My friend, if you are truly walking in the Spirit, there is a new life in you. Something has happened. Something has taken place. There is a transformation that has happened in your life. You are no longer that person. You recognize that the old person needed to die. You needed a funeral. And there's no better funeral than one with Jesus. Because he only needed a borrowed tomb. When I died to the old self, I was raised new. Brand new. What was black and ugly and dead has been washed and made white as snow. By the time if I'm going to walk, I've, I've tried. I've tried to change. I, I, I remember walking that aisle and I remember how bad I wanted to be baptized. Again, listen to me. If your motivation was baptism, that's not salvation. Your motivation should have been this. I am filthy. I am dirty. I am a sinner in desperate need of a Savior. And at that moment that I recognize that, then, then there's a transformation that has, to, that has to take place. That transformation is the Spirit of God lives in me. John chapter 3. If you have your Bible, turn to John chapter 3. You're very familiar with this story. You know it very well. And it's one that as we look at it this morning, we're going to look at it and, and kind of see what God is telling Nicodemus and the importance of it this morning in our walk in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit cannot happen unless we are born again. Born again, born anew. John 3, 
Verse 1 says there was a man of the Pharisees, so let's take care of this. He would have been a man who had understanding of the, uh, of the Scripture, of the Old Testament Scripture. He would have been one who would have known all about uh, spiritual life. He would have understood what water meant. Uh, water was always, or not always, but a lot of times in the Old Testament used as a spiritual metaphor. It was like if you need to be washed in the water. It was a spiritual thing. So he'll understand what Jesus is going to be speaking of here in a moment. So there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night. Why do you think he came by night? He didn't want to be found out. He, he wanted to secretly do this. He was a Pharisee, and, and he didn't want everybody to know what he was doing. He was inquisitive. He wanted to know more about this man, and, and he calls him something. He said to him, Rabbi or Teacher. We know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Now, let me, let me share something with you. Nicodemus also knew what they had done with those who had come from God in the past. Anybody know what they did with those who came from God in the past? They killed them. They killed them. They killed his prophets. They killed his preachers. Nicodemus says, I recognize this. Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Nicodemus is thinking here in the carnal and he he can't see the spiritual part of what Jesus is saying to him. And Jesus answered and said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit. Nicodemus, as one who understood the scripture, knew that Jesus was saying there has to be a transformation here. Unless you are transformed by the spirit of God, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. You ever met somebody who's truly been born again? I mean, I'm telling you, a transformation has happened. Something has taken place in their life. That old person they were, that person is no longer, they no longer exist. Something has happened in their life. They are on fire for Jesus. They began to love folks. They have all of those things that Galatians talks about. Kindness, gentleness, self-control, patience. The fruits of the Spirit are evident in their life. He says that's how it is when a person is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered him and said to him, are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? You see, Jesus is directing this at him because he said, listen, all Israel has been teaching with is tradition. And they've changed the ways of God. You should know better. He's challenging him on what he thinks. Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who comes down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. He is saying, listen, he's telling him very clearly that... As this time comes, I just lost myself there. 
He's telling him, listen, as this time comes, I will be crucified. They will lift me up, and you better look to me is what he's telling him. And there's a struggle here. The struggle is that Nicodemus is, is still, even though a teacher of the law, cannot see who Jesus is. And so he tells him in verse 15, he says that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Let me tell you, in this room today, there are some of you who don't understand. You're listening to all this, you're going, I don't get it. Folks, if we're going to go to heaven, we must believe that Jesus is the only way. And I must put my faith in him and I must begin my walk and my walk daily is in the spirit. I'm reading the scripture. I'm listening to what God has to say. I'm paying attention to all that God has for me because here's the goal. The goal is this, for me to be changed. That's why you come to Christ, to be changed. To be changed. To have eternal life. And here's that famous verse that everyone loves. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You say, well, I believe. So do the demons. And they tremble. Have you recognized your filth? Have you recognized lying to your parents? Have you recognized lying to your spouse? You are the one who is in need of everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And he who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. Look, if you will, for a moment at the world that we live in and the churches that we have. Men no longer serve what God has called them to to do. We get mad because women are in the pulpits preaching. Because we know what the scripture says, that God called the man to do that, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. But that's what happens when the men let go of their responsibilities. The woman takes over. Her survival instinct kicks in. Her nurturing instinct kicks in. And the next thing you know, men just kind of take a step back. Men, let me tell you something. You and I are called to be the leaders. Now we've gone from that to where we're now allowing anyone, we're we're saying that that anybody of of any so-called sexual orientation can now stand in the pulpit. This is the world that we live in. And the churches are allowing this because the Spirit of God does not dwell in a lot of our churches. We don't want light. We want darkness. You know why we don't like light? Light exposes what we've done wrong. Light exposes what we've done wrong. 
If God were to come up here today and bring your life right here and just begin to shine a light upon you, what would we see? We would see the things that we're trying to hide, right? This is the condemnation that the light has come to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But listen to what verse 21 is. This is how you know you're born of the Spirit. Listen to him. This is how you, this is evidence of being born of the Spirit. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. Our phone history, our computer history, for those that are walking in God, that are walking in Christ, you would have no problem putting that up here on the screen. All of your social media, all the stuff that you do in secret that you don't want your parents to know about, all those things, if you're walking in the light, you would have no problem with those things going up here. If you're walking in the spirit of God, there would be no issue with people digging into your life and finding out what it is that you do. Folks, if we're scared for people to know what we do in private, then we're not walking in the spirit. We should be willing to have the light put upon us. And the only way we can be ready for that is if we're walking in the Spirit, listening to what the Scripture says. As we close, let me ask you this question. If you know, if you know that you don't want that light put upon you, then you need to come today and you need to bring your sin to the light and say, God, it's me. I have not been living by the Spirit. Maybe you're here today and you've never come to that place of trusting Christ, but you know today that when you stand before God, he's going to shine a light on your life and you know that you're not ready then I want you to come and say, I want to be changed. I want to walk in the spirit, but I'm, I'm not able because I'm not born again. Come today. Not for baptism. We'll take care of that. You come for salvation. Let's stand together. Father, we thank you for your love and your grace. <clears throat> we thank you that you... God, put your watch care over us. You constantly lead us, deal with us. Father, when we get into sin, you are pulling us back to where we need to be. You're putting us back to plumb, and we hate that. That flesh doesn't want to be straight. The flesh wants to be over to the side, but, but God, the Spirit says, no, 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 come back to plumb. Come back to where God has called us to be. God on the straight and narrow.
Lord, today may we walk, may we be active in the walk. And Father, may we be led by the Spirit. We pray this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen.